This is The Space Shot, episode 314, for March 24th, 2018. Falcon 1, Flight 1, Atlantis, and Jules Verne. I'm John Molnix. On Saturday, March 24th, 2006, a SpaceX Falcon 1 rocket lifted off for the first time. About 30 seconds into this flight, things started to go a little bit bad. I'm linking to a video in the show notes that shows liftoff and the eventual tumbling out of control of the vehicle. This launch was 12 years ago today. The progress that SpaceX has made since these early unsuccessful Falcon 1 flights are something to be celebrated, especially when you take a look at what could be their launch cadence this year. In the next 30 days, SpaceX is due to launch five missions. For comparison, the first five flights of the Falcon 1 took place over a multi-year period, from March 24, 2006 to July 14, 2009. Congratulations to SpaceX for the anniversary of this launch. It may not have been successful, but it was the first step. On March 24, 1992, the Space Shuttle Atlantis launched on a nearly nine-day-long mission to carry the Atlas or Atmospheric Laboratory for Applications and Science Experiments on Space Lab pallets that were located in the shuttle's cargo bay. The shuttle mission had numerous familiar faces, from Charlie Bolden, who was the commander, to mission specialists Kathy Sullivan and Michael Full. I'm linking to the video presentation for this flight in the show notes, so be sure to check it out. Now, I've got the anniversary of a birthday and a death that I'd like to talk about today because of how they're related. The two people I want to talk about are Werner von Braun and Jules Verne. Von Braun was born on March 23, 1912, and Jules Verne died on March 24, 1905. Verne saw much of the 19th century in his life, and he wrote a considerable number of important works, from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea to his book From the Earth to the Moon. Von Braun moved from developing the V-2 rocket during World War II to designing the systems that would send humans beyond low Earth orbit to the moon. The reason I'm talking about these two figures in the same episode is that I find it remarkable how much progress was made from the years that Verne was writing to the years that von Braun was experimenting with rockets. Moving from science fiction to science fact brought both wonders and horrors for rocket technology. In their own unique ways, Verne and von Braun opened up the imaginations of people around the world. I'm linking to a few articles on both of them in the show notes, so be sure to check them out. One thing I would caution against is thinking that we made more progress during the early years of the space race compared to now. In the past few years, the work that's been done with additive manufacturing and 3D printing, as well as reusability, are just some of the exciting new avenues that we've yet to fully exploit. I'm looking forward to sharing some of those developments with you over the coming months. I've been talking with some incredibly knowledgeable people that I plan to have on the podcast, so stay tuned for details. Let's finish with one last piece of space history today that's related to Von Braun. The Mercury Redstone BD launch, which stood for Booster Development, took place on March 24, 1961, and it was a critical flight that's been overshadowed by others during the Mercury program. There were issues with the Redstone configuration that needed to be ironed out, and this was the flight that proved those modifications were sound. 
Quote, at 12.30 p.m., Mercury Redstone Booster Development, BD, lifted off straight and smooth from Cape Canaveral on its programmed trajectory. The whole configuration impacted in the Atlantic Ocean 307 miles downrange, five miles short of the plan, and sank to the bottom, exploding a SOFAR bomb en route. Mercury Redstone BD was highly successful, as George Lowe reported to Administrator Webb, it, quote, demonstrated that all major booster problems have been eliminated. I wanted to read that quote because I wanted to mention the SOFAR bomb because it's something I'm going to talk about in the future. SOFAR, or sound fixing and ranging bombs, started being used during World War II. This was the first mention I'd heard of their use in the space program, so naturally I'm a little curious to know more about their use. If you're into Cold War history, the United States Navy operated the SOSIS Sound Surveillance System. It was a massive network of undersea hydrophones that were used in anti-submarine operations, and from what I can tell, they were also used to measure SOFAR bombs as well. This is something that's a bit of a longer-term project, so I won't have anything on the subject for a while, but I am looking forward to researching it further. Since you're here, and I've got your ear, give me 30 seconds of your time. I'd be incredibly grateful if you could share the podcast with your friends and family. Tag one of them and let them know about your favorite episode. I'd also really appreciate it if you could venture into the Apple Podcasts app or your podcast app of choice and leave a review for The Space Shot. A steady stream of reviews helps ensure The Space Shot is more visible in the Apple Podcasts app. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search The Space Shot or check out the links in the show notes and you'll find me. I'm John Molnix and I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>